Hello and thank you for bringing Tribal Trails into your home. It's an honor and a joy for us. Whether you're a long-time viewer or tuning in for the first time, I'm sure you'll find today's program encouraging and uplifting. The Bible says in Psalm 139, verse 17, How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God! How great is the sum of them! The creator of the universe has precious plans just for you. How amazing is that? Some of you might be thinking, well, I've never noticed it in my life. Well, this is where God's grace comes in as he directs events in our lives to draw us to him and lead us on the path he has prepared. As we grow in relationship with God, we become more aware of his leading and our faith grows. Christians don't always understand what direction their lives are going, but they have faith God is leading them to something precious. This is very true for today's guest, Joshua Dewick. He is a man whose life beautifully illustrates God's grace and the blessings of faith in him. Well, let's start off with uh, your last name. How did you get your last name? That's a good question. <laughs> No, I was uh, I was adopted as as an infant, so that's how uh, that's how I can be a Duick. Was that been uh, it's been hard? There were some challenges uh, when I was younger, um, but. And uh, where did you guys live? Uh, we lived just outside of Steinbach. Okay. Yeah. So how many uh, did you have? Any siblings? Yeah, I had uh, I had some siblings. Um, my parents, they also fostered some other children and and there was some difficulty when I was uh, in in elementary. Um, there was uh, some challenges, challenges there and so I also spent some time in foster care um, and, and I, I ended up, I, st I ended up going back and, and growing up with, with my adopted parents. Just that part when you said there were some challenges, what is that? Some, some baggage, I guess, suppose you could say, that was, that was never dealt with. Um, some, some mistakes were made. Um, and so we were, we were taken out of that, of that home for a period. Um, and I, I spent some time in the foster care. And I was, I was the only one that went back. Okay. Yeah, and thankfully, thankfully, and in, in that both both my parents are uh, walking with Christ, and, and so that's really good. Mm -hmm. How was it like uh, living just outside of uh, Steinbeck? No, Steinbeck is kind of a unique unique community. Uh, there were some challenges. You know, the only in school, the only uh, the only native kids or adopted kids or foster kids. So that was interesting? Yeah, there's some challenges there. Mm -hmm. So everybody knew kind of that you were adopted. Adopted or or I also was in foster care in Steinbach too. Mm. You know, my favorite story from elementary. <laughs> so we were doing this play at Thanksgiving. Uh, it's a play of uh, when the settlers came here and the first people were teaching them how to, how to, how to live. And uh, I remember when we were doing tryouts for, for the play, then uh, you know, 
all the people who wanted to be sailors went to that side of the room. All the people who wanted to be pilgrims went to that side of the room. Everyone who wanted to be Indians went to that side of the room. And so, you know, I went, I went to that side of the room and, and there's this one kid, he like, he's like points out, hey, he's already an Indian. Yeah, that was my, that was my proudest moment. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good. So, <clears throat> how did you, um, I guess, you finished high school there? Yeah, I finished high school there. What helped you uh, uh, through, through uh, your adolescent years? Uh, looking back, I can, I can say it was grace. You know, God's grace in my life. You know, I only, I only acknowledged him uh, in my last year of high school. But you know, I'm, I'm thankful I can, I can look back and see his hand in my life. And, and so I really acknowledge that it was Jesus' work in my life. So what does that mean when you acknowledge him? That's when I uh, made, a, made a decision that he was going to be my Lord and I was going to serve him to the best of my capacity and understanding. You know why you did that? I attended a attended a youth group in Steinbach. One of my friends from school invited me, and you know I just kept going. So. So did you know about Christ? Yeah, I I knew about him. I knew I had a real good head knowledge, and but it was never my mine, mine, mine. You know, I from the things that happened when I was a kid. You know, I had a real distrust and a real. Uh, cautiousness of trusting people who said that they um, loved me. But the people at the church where I went, you know, they were different. Something about them was, was different, mm -hmm. so it kept going. My parents were, were, were believers and um, even though the, even though there was mistakes, they were they were believers, mm -hmm. um, and so I I went to church when I was a kid, and then um, up maybe grade two or grade three, and then after that, then then I didn't until I made the decision to go back by myself. Okay. So. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Yeah, so my friend invited me to youth group, so I went, and like I said, there was something different about the leaders there, and mm -hmm. something, something special, and, mm -hmm. and that's what I wanted. So I kept going back, and then um, I actually, I ended up getting into some pretty serious trouble in, when I was uh, 16, and uh, I had this great idea. Okay. Uh, the, you know, the youth group, they were going on this trip to Mexico. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was a pretty, I was a pretty quiet person. I, no one really knew anything about me, about, about me. Uh, and I saw it as a great opportunity. This is my way out. Maybe I'll, maybe I can escape. And so one of the, one of the things that you had to do in order to go on this trip was then you had to start attending church. So I started attending. And Why did you feel that you had to escape? I guess just the nature of the, the difficult position that I was in. 
it looked real easy just to just to escape. Do you feel alone, or do you just? Yeah, then then I did. Yeah, you know, no one because of my because of my childhood. You know, I I was very secretive. Very, I didn't let anyone in mm -hmm. um, into the real Josh. Just mm. what just what they saw on the outside. Mm. Is it because of the foster care, and, or just? Yeah, it would be connected to all of that. Did you ever feel that <clears throat> you didn't belong? That that's that's actually you say belong, and that's that's the first thing that really drew me back, drew me to to the faith. I remember this one day after church service, we're doing a fundraiser, fundraising lunch or something, and uh, I stayed after to to help with dishes, and it's the first time that I felt like it belonged somewhere. I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. I've been washed in the fountain, cleansed by His blood. Join here to Jesus as we travel this song. around here it's because we're a family and these are so near when one has a heartache we all share the tears and rejoice in his victory in his family so dear song I sing From rags on to riches From the weak to the strong I'm not worthy to be here But praise God I belong I'm so glad I'm a part Of the family of God I've been washed
Where did you go after when you said you you went on this trip? Oh, we went we went to Mexico to work at a camp, and so I'm stuck in this van with a you know a bunch of these people who I became friends with, and I saw the same thing, different something different about them mm -hmm. also. Mm -hmm. So, so uh, what happened after that? You know, I graduated. I continued to attend the Steinbeck EMC. Okay. So it was really, really good. Um, you know, I felt like I belonged there. And so what, what did you do after that? After that, I, I worked in Steinbeck. I attended Steinbeck Bible College for, for a little bit, only just half a year. It was really challenging. Oh, man. Uh, I didn't find much success there. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I, I met my wife, Helen, uh, shortly after. And so we got married. Where did you meet her? You know, we worked, we went to school together, but I had, there was like, I graduated with over 300 people. So I, I knew who she was, but that, that's about it. In the, in the high school? Yeah, it's time back. Okay. And we worked together on a farm. So I kind of got to know her there. And then, uh, you know, I, I quit and I went to school and, and I didn't see her. And then this one day I saw her jogging around Steinbeck and it was a really bad story. But I drove past me, like, oh, hey, that's Helen. And I parked in the church parking lot. And then I'm like, oh man, I should go talk to her. I should go talk to her. So I drive back to talk to her, but I just chicken out. <laughs> so I parked in a different parking lot past where she was. And then I had this realization that, you know, I, li I was living with all my friends, or three of my friends. You know, we're all single because we're all cowards. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, I'm gonna do it. Drove back and I, I talked to her and asked for her number and, and the rest is history. Yeah. And she saw me drive past a couple of times. <laughs> what, what is this guy doing? So, yeah, and we, in next month, less than a month and we'll have been married 10 years. Did you worked after that? What did you do? I was a meat cutter in Steinbach. Oh. Meat cutter and sausage maker. Um, I served at the church. Served at the church. It sounds so weird. I, uh, I got to play with the youth kids. That's what I did. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what did you do at the church? I, I worked at the, the junior high youth there. Hmm. Um, you know, it was so... It was so impactful for me. That was my my prelude to the faith there. And so I was, maybe maybe by God's grace, he could use just a normal person to maybe connect with someone else in my shoes. Mm -hmm. So how did you uh, get connected with this, uh, where, where you're at now? Yeah, so I, um, we had a, there's a big fire at the meat shop I worked at. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I uh, was looking for a part-time job. You know, I had a really great, a really great employer, really faithful, godly man. And, you know, Helen and I, we just had a, we had a, a young son. Um, and he just had a really good, faithful, God-fearing man. And he, he really, he took care of us, even though we didn't have very many hours, and so that was really, really great. And so I was looking for a part-time job, and, and I saw, hey, 
there's a job at Red Rock Bible Camp. And, and you know, I, I had gone to camp my whole life, a different camp, and I worked at camp as a summer camp counselor. Like, yeah, let's, I think we could do it. So I told Helen, hey, what, what do you think about this idea? And she just kind of laughed and thought it was like, you know, you know, she, she's the one that keeps me like, you know, on, on like the straight and narrow here. It's like, what, what are you, are you serious, Josh? <laughs> Anyways, a couple of months later, we packed up our life and moved out to camp. And so we've been there for uh, just uh, two months, less than seven years. It's, so that's not a that's not a long time in real life. Yeah. But we've we have four children, and the only life they know is Bible camp. Mm -hmm. So they'll probably have a, a shock when we go back to the real world. <laughs> <laughs> so, tell me, what do you guys do at the camp? So I'm the I'm the maintenance guy there. Mm -hmm. uh, that means I I try to pretend to know a little bit about everything but the real the real highlight and the real the real mission is is working with our staff um, mentoring them discipling them and walking with them and so that's that's what I love doing and that's why we work at camp and so who comes to camp uh, so we do it's full-time all year round you know the biggest question people here ask when they say you work at a Bible camp is what do you do for the other 10 months you know, we, we do camp all year round. Um, every week, basically every weekend, uh, we our facilities are rented out to church groups or youth groups, anyone who's in agreement with their statement of faith. Mm -hmm. And then from September to uh, June, then schools come, uh, and mm -hmm. and then we just we do camp with them and we teach them camp skills and mm -hmm. and then we do like a classic Bible camp during the summer where kids come for a week and we we teach them the Bible. Mm -hmm. and we have fun. We have lots of fun. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. I'm actually only there for another eight weeks. I gave my resignation. So this is our last, our last season there. So it's uh, yeah, we're transitioning and trying to process that, and I most likely I haven't committed yet. I'm enrolled, but I'm gonna f finish my Bible training. Um, I've been going part time to Sunday Bible College for the last uh, three years. Mm -hmm. You know, I redid everything that I failed ten years ago mm -hmm. or eleven years ago, mm -hmm. and so I've got a good chunk done, and I'm gonna go finish my Bible training. You know, to my dismay, um, I have a burden to teach the Bible, and I say dismay because I, I, if I, if I had a calling to anything other than that, I would prefer that. Mm -hmm. Especially considering what James says about teachers. My brethren, let not many of you become teachers, knowing that we shall receive a stricter judgment. So that, that's the verse that, that I fear. <laughs> and so, and then we have a, a real, a real burden to uh, be ministers of the gospel in some form 
to uh, First, Na First Nations people. Mm -hmm. Just tell me a little bit, what would you say to a young person that is struggling um, in, the, in the foster care? That there is that there is a creator who, who actually loves you. There's a creator who actually wants you to be his. That there is a, one true God in heaven who gave his son Jesus and, and he hurts. And he hurts with you. He also values you. And, uh, and when the whole world, everyone discards you, there'll be one, one person who, who actually gave everything for you. His name is Jesus. Did Joshua's words ring true for you? Do you feel alone, discarded, and just plain hurting? Do you want to know what God has in store for you? I don't know everything God has planned for you, but I do know this. Jesus wants a relationship with you now and forevermore. Jesus did give everything by paying for all our sins on the cross. And if you ask him, he will forgive you regardless of what you've done. We have a booklet to give you called Winning the Struggle. If you are struggling with loneliness or other issues, please contact us. It'll give you a biblical perspective on life struggles and how to overcome them. Now let's return to our conversation with Joshua as he shares some encouraging thoughts. I was, uh, I was on a backcountry fishing trip with a friend of mine. And, you know, I've, I've hunted and trapped for, and fished and been in the backcountry. That, that's, that's what I do. I've seen most of the animals. I've harvested basically all the animals. And I saw an animal I never didn't even know existed. It's a baby porcupine. Now, that sounds stupid. I know porcupines exist and I know where they come from, but I, I never seen a baby one, it never crossed my mind. And you know, I was reminded of, of Job, you know, Job's petition to God. And he's petitioning God and he's, he's convinced that he's done nothing wrong. And, and he hadn't done anything wrong. And you know, God, in the end of Job there, God responds to him and he says, he says that he's sovereign. He says, do you, Job, where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Where were you, Job, when I created the heavens? Where were you, Job, when I did all things? Do you know, Job, the, where the wild donkey, I'm paraphrasing, where the wild donkey eats or lies down? Do you know when the mountain goats give birth? Do you know anything compared to me and and so i saw that little porcupine there and in my mind I was like oh i was reminded of that that because right now we're we're not sure what we're really doing you know i gave my resignation and it'd be really great if i just you know had a stone tablet here that told me what i was supposed to do and then i was reminded that 
that the God that I'm trying to be faithful to, you know, he's, he's sovereign. He sees all things. You know, where was I when he created the foundations of the earth? I don't, I don't know anything compared to him. You know, he, you know, he somehow arranges the, the seasons and, and the animals. Baby porcupines are apparently a thing. <laughs> so, so yeah, wherever, you know, wherever you are, um, just remember in the unknown or in whatever you're, whatever you're struggling with or dealing with, just know, remind yourself, even if you can't feel it, even if you can't believe it, just tell yourself that there is a God and He's sovereign over all things. And regardless of what you think or feel, you know, He has a plan and He's, he doesn't make he doesn't make very you know he doesn't make any mistakes, so um, yeah. Proverbs says that um, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. And all your ways acknowledge Him, and He'll make your path straight. He won't make your path easy, <laughs> but He'll take care of you. Thank you, Joshua, for sharing your life story with us. It's an encouragement and a blessing. Do you believe what he said about God, that he is sovereign and that he doesn't make mistakes and that he has a plan for you? It's easy for us to say this when things are going good, but do we still believe it when we're hurting and facing tough times? Even when we're unaware of God, his grace can still be present. Even when we don't understand what's happening in our lives, God has plans for us. Your faith may start out just as simple as reminding yourself what God has promised. As you grow in relationship with Jesus, your faith will grow too. God bless. Oh Lord, you know the desires of my heart. I will not turn my head 